0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another edition of the Niner Sports Talk presented by Uptown Audio. My name is Bryson Foster. I'm with my co-host Bradley Cole. Brad, it's been a hectic week, to say the least, wouldn't you say?
1: Lots to talk about when it comes to Charlotte. Obviously, it's been a long week for everyone, and you know, I think Charlotte's football team specifically is glad it's over.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Uh, let's look at the three big things from this week, right? Charlotte postponed their game at Middle Tennessee due to a COVID-19 plus or seven cases for Events Charlotte. You hate to see that, but Charlotte looks ahead to this week to play Gardner Webb. That game is still up in the air. Hopefully, Charlotte will get to play that game. I know me and Brad are hopeful to see that. And also there were some schedule changes that were made for the basketball season. We'll get into those and tell you everything you need to know later on in the podcast. Let's get right into it, right, Brad? This football season, I guess you could call it a mess. I think that's the best term there. It has been a mess for Charlotte. Another game postponed. And, man, you got to feel bad for these players that have worked so hard and just aren't
1: getting to play. It's been such a stop-and-go season, right? You open the season with Appalachian State. Then you have to cancel against North Carolina, a big game. And then the next week, Georgia State postpones have false positives, there it's like okay, we're finally playing some games. The FIU game gets postponed, and then now you deal with another game postponed in a Conference USA game, which was a big game. Middle Tennessee, they're looking forward to it, and obviously the seven bases it's a big deal because now you got a lot of guys out contract tracing. So, this you know, the next couple weeks is really in question for Charlotte.
0: Totally agree with you there, you're 100% right in this November 14 game. Is still up in the air as of today, which is Sunday, November 8th. Man, we want to see them play, and uh, hopefully we can get to go to that game if they do get to play home. But let's look at Charlotte here at the midpoint, right? Charlotte is in familiar position from last year. They're, they were 2-3 and three last year, and they're 2-3 and three this year. I guess you could say this is the midpoint, right, Brad? It's been all over the place for Charlotte.
1: Yeah, usually for college football in November, you're getting towards the end of the season. But like a lot of things in life, the <laughs> things aren't normal. <laughs> like, well, let's just be honest. And you know, the five games in, uh, they're hopefully going to play around nine to ten games, so this would make it the midpoint. And hopefully those games are still going to be played the rest of the season. Who knows? You don't know. You, your team program, teams around the country are just living week by week, as simple as you can put it. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they handle Another off week. Another week of just sitting around. They maybe not sitting around, they're still doing things, still maybe getting some scene in, that type of thing, but they're not playing like they want to be. They're not playing three thirty on a Saturday and playing until eight, nine o'clock, whatever. They're not going through those motions. So this week is really gonna be a testament and how they go out there, you know, Considering they still do play Gardner Webb, this is gonna be a big game because the next week they get to play Marshall Conference USA Powerhouse ranked team They need to be tuned. They need to be fine-tuned. They need to be ready for uh, game play against Marshall. At Marshall, of course.
0: Yeah, Charlotte has been road warriors this year. Two of their home games have been postponed, they played four of their five games so far on the road. They've been all over the country, right? They had close bouts against App State and Florida Atlantic. And they also got their first one of the season at North Texas. Brad, they look to return home next week. Goodness, man, they have been everywhere, what you say?
1: Yep. You want to play at, especially for a team like Charlotte that has just got a really good fan base, especially last year and got a good, a lot of students coming out. You want to play at home. Right, they only can have around a thousand fans, but you you want to have everyone you can. And you want to play at your stadium. You want to play in front of your people, your family. You don't want to play six hours away every single week. And obviously, they lost Georgia State, they lost Florida FIU, they lost lost the FIU game October 17th. So this Gardner Webb game was a big deal for them because now they want to you know they, they get to play in front of their fans. Big game for Gardner Webb because you know Shelby's just an hour away. That's where Gardner Webb's at. So you just feel bad for these guys that things are up in the air this week. You don't know what's going to happen, and hopefully there's a decision coming soon about that.
0: Yes, you know, that is true. One bright spot from this whole crazy year for Charlotte is their success in Conference USA play, right? They boast a 2-1 record with wins over North Texas, and UTEP, they come up just short against FAU. That's their one loss. Will Healy says, Great leadership has handled this conference slate by saying, Hey, what can we do to be better? And I think that is so true. And one player that has continued to get better over this conference span has been Chris Reynolds, right? Out of his 1,100 passing yards so far this season, 789 of those have been in conference play. Chris Reynolds is on a different level when he's playing a CUSA team,
1: don't you think? What a quarterback. Will Healy's talked about how he wants Chris Reynolds behind center for as long as he can have him because he has been a leader Week in, week out. He's been around the program. He knows what it takes. He's been a leader on and off the field. Charismatic guy. People like him. And he's been able to make sound decisions. And he gets better as the season goes on. And he's gotten better this season. He dealt with some injuries and stuff like that early in the season. So if they got there to play Gardner-Webb, like I said before, big tune-up game for not only the 49ers, but especially Chris Reynolds, who's going to have a big task on November 21st at Marshall. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles the week off. And it's almost like they've gotten used to this, knowing that, hey, we might not play next week. How are we going to prepare? How do they, they, they're kind of used to this never knowing mentality, which is not the best thing to have. But at the end of the day, it's been brought to them and they've handled it this week by week.
0: Yeah. Also a big spark in conference play. Aaron McAllister, right? He was USA Offensive Player of the Week against North Texas. Trey Harbison's been right behind him. They've been a great running duo. Brad, they got to keep it up because when they play well, Charlotte plays well as a whole.
1: There's been, yeah, we've talked about it before on this podcast, and I know Cameron and Miles have also talked about it. The big thing for Charlotte has been a balanced offense, both passing and rushing. That's how you're going to win games. We didn't see that in the Dude game. We didn't see that as much. We didn't. They did never really got that spark. That's going to be important to have not only Aaron McAllister in the backfield but also newcomer Trey Harbison, was also from the Shelby area, which that's where Gardner-Webb's coming from. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays. Moving forward, too, he's going to be a big opponent. Because sometimes, you know, they, they like to kind of mix things up, and it's also good. That way, your opponent's defense doesn't really know what's coming towards them. And you have a couple different options. Pass the ball to Aaron McAllister. Give it to Harbison on, on third down. Those guys are big assets. And not only that, you've got guys like Victor Tucker, who's been a seasoned veteran this year, Cameron Dollar as well. And you've also had... The true freshman tight end of Taylor Thompson, who's had a couple big games for the 49ers, who's had a touchdown catch this year. interesting you how he plays as well.
0: Yeah, Charlotte currently sits third in the Eastern Division of the USA Conference. They're behind a the nationally ranked Marshall Thundering Herd football team and the Owls of Florida Atlantic. The Niners will look to fight for their first ever bid at the USA Conference title game in the second half of the season, which they can do. They play Marshall coming up. But looking ahead, really, they get their games uh, that are rescheduled. They have four more. But Ben DeLuca is looking ahead. He's definitely somebody that wants to get back on the field as he is so close to breaking the record.
1: Yep, obviously at Duke, we talked about last week, you know Miles did, he tied the the school record for tackles set by Jeff Gimmel. Now that he's, he's one tackle away. He's tied it. just needs one more, just one more little tackle. All he needs is a game to be played. And if that, if there's anyone on that roster that is ready to play for Charlotte, it has been DeLuca. That's going to be a big deal for him. You know, seasoned guy, veteran guy, kind of the quarterback of the defense, if you will, right? We, we, we look at these, we, we, you always name a guy on the defense that you're like, that guy commands it back there whatever. You know, there's a lot of seasoned guys down there back in the defense. Definitely a lot of good players. But Ben DeLuca has been one of the harder working 49ers, especially this year.
0: Yep. And Charlotte is hopeful for the rest of the season with the football team. Let's jump into the basketball team. Brad, Conference USA basketball schedules were announced. Kind of break down some of the new changes for Charlotte and for the conference in general with their basketball season this year.
1: Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, we announced that there would be, or I guess it was last week, we announced that They'd be playing Thursday-Saturday games, Conference Tuesday schedule, and that was originally going to start on December 31st for Charlotte basketball. But the Conference Tuesday decided to change that so they could lessen the travel of the players and staff. So originally it would be you would play a team on Thursday in one location, then you'd have a travel day on Friday, and then you'd play at the other team's location on Saturday. Now it's you're going to have both your games in one location, Friday and Saturday, so now that means back to back games, which has never really been done before. Very interesting, but obviously this year is full of firsts. So it's going to be very interesting to see how these guys take that role on and the women's team as well. This new schedule change is for the men's team and the women's team. And, you know, talked to Coach Sanchez earlier this week for an article, for the basketball preview for the Niner Times Sports section, the when she started at school to run a newspaper. And he said it's going to be interesting how they take this task on and that. You know, the beginning of the season is going to be a you know, big testament to that and which basketball will get going on November 25th. I know that, you know, January 1st is the new start date for Conference USA. No official schedule, obviously, for those uh, non-conference games, but a lot of sources have been saying that November 25th, Charlotte will start off with Tennessee and BCU, a little three-term tournament pretty much uh, up in Tennessee. Obviously, some big opponents there.
0: Yeah, definitely agree with you. What are your expectations for the 49ers basketball team uh, when they go to play Tennessee and VCU?
1: Yeah, if that, if that if once everything comes official and that comes through, I will definitely be happy about those games because you have two teams that are solid Division One programs. VCU made their rise with Shaka Smart, who's now at Texas, and Tennessee is also making appearances in NCAA World Tournament, and they've really made themselves known, especially in the SEC as well. So it'll be interesting to see how Charlotte takes on those Division One programs. And they, if they can get a win against either of those teams, that's a big win.
0: Yeah, what challenges do you think could arise uh, from the way uh, the schedule is set up, right? With back-to-back games against the same team? Do you think fatigue could be an issue? What could happen if players come down with COVID? What are your thoughts on challenges that not just Charlotte, but all the teams may
1: face? I think a big thing you got to look at is injuries because now, say if you play Friday, you get a, a player gets hurt, you don't have a rest day. Even if it's a small injury, the chances of them playing the very next day are little to none. So dealing with more injuries and obviously already you're gonna probably have to deal with COVID cases, it's not going to be easy task and it's gonna take a little bit of adjusting. So, hopefully, Coach Sanchez can get those guys ready with the non conference schedule. Maybe they can kind of get used to that before they get into the conference USA schedule, which is going to be a very hard couple months. Playing back to back games, even though you're going to need a lot of rest days from Sunday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, especially if you play like an overtime game on Friday, you got to think about those things. What if it goes late into the night? You don't get a lot of sleep the next day. You know, what if you have a noon game? All these things you have to think about. These little things that can happen, little injuries, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, moving back to football, right? Let's look ahead this week. The 2-3 and three Charlotte 49ers face the 0-0 Gardner-Webb Bulldogs. That's right, Gardner-Webb. This is their first game of the season. They have a lot to prove, right? They have a new head coach there. And, and also, they lost to Charlotte last year, 49-28. And they maybe want to right some of those wrongs. And they may want to come and upset the Niners. But Charlotte will look to stand strong and tall this week against them.
1: Yeah, and as you mentioned, the rub playing four games this year, I believe. Right now, only scheduled with Charlotte, or they're going to hope to play some games, as they're kind of just trying to get games they can in as an FCS team.
0: Yeah, agree with you. I think some keys for a Charlotte victory. My keys, then I'll ask you about yours, Brad. Nathalie would be keep Chris Reynolds off his back, right? Help him get some big plays, and I think Aaron McAllister with the run game there. Uh, what keys do you have, Brad, for this victory this week? Charlotte looks to get their third of the season.
1: I think the defense needs to really get back in the swing of things because, obviously, they let a, let a lot of points, over 50 points against Duke. And throughout the season, they've allowed some points late in the game. If they can keep a steady course against Gardner-Webb, and obviously Gardner-Webb hasn't, you know, there, there's no film on Gardner-Webb. So there, you, you don't know what you're really going to expect, even though that might not be as a talented team as Charlotte. You still don't know what they're capable of this year. So you really have to go in playing a— Solid defensive game, all four quarters. And third, fourth quarter, you have to be as strong as you were in that first and second quarter.
0: Yeah, totally agree with you. Uh, moving in, what are your predictions for this game, Brad? What do you think Charlotte will win? Do you think they'll lose? What score do you have from this game?
1: I'm going 35-14, and that's going to be a confident one because Charlotte now the difference is pretty big against these two, with these two teams. You know, it's it's different than the Duke Charlotte game where. It may be, you know, Dukes 1-5, and but, you know, their ACC team. Gardner-Webb hasn't played. I think it'll be – Charlotte's going to be slow to start. I think you might see Gardner-Webb get a couple big plays, might get an early touchdown, maybe even hold an early lead because Charlotte can have a week off and, you know, might be practice, all that stuff's going to be kind of all up in the air. So if they can get up there and they can just kind of play the steady course for the first quarter and then Chris Reynolds passing the ball to Victor Tucker and Cameron Dollar and then get the running game going, then maybe even make some touchdowns on the defensive side, then then you're in business. Now we're talking.
0: Yeah, Charlotte shouldn't have any problem with Gardner-Webb, right? They're a D2 school. Charlotte blew them out last year. I'm going to go 49-7, 49ers, just based on also as well. Gardner-Webb hasn't played a game. They're going to struggle a lot, and I'm thinking think – uh, it, it's going to be hard for Gardner-Webb to come right off of not playing any games and to come and play. Charlotte 49-7, Chris Reynolds has a day, Aaron McAllister has a day, Ben DeLuca breaks the record and has like 10 tackles. I think it's going to be a uh, blowout, and Charlotte wins it big.
1: It'll be interesting to see how they play, and hopefully they do play. You know, a lot, a lot of things are just up in the air. It's been the been storyline this season, unfortunately, and I'm really hoping that Charlotte just comes out, and they play a good game, and they, they, they do what they can and uh, come out with a win because, they, like I said, it's crucial to play a week before you play a team like Marshall.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you, Brad. This has been fun once again. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. We're excited to see where this podcast will go. Signing off, I'm Bryson Foster.
1: I'm Bradley Cole.
0: And we will see you all next time.